Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is noon in the Delaware Valley. Mike Sielski, Glenn Mack, now 215-592-9494. We're going to go to the phones in a few minutes, but this is our time to do This Week in Philadelphia Sports History. Brought to you by Scheib Vintage Sports where there's a story in every stitch. Visit their new location in Wayne and Lancaster Avenues in downtown Wayne or at ShibeSports.com. And don't forget, $50 gift card from Shibe Sports to the best caller of the day. So, Mike. Glenn. 19 years ago this week was the closing of Veterans Stadium. The Phillies oh. closing of Veterans Stadium. Uh, I'm going to play you just a little bit of it. You'll get the tingles. <laughs> this is Harry Callis. On that last day. Veterans Stadium is more than concrete and steel. It's a place we will remember forever. As you know, baseball is a game of numbers. In the history of Veterans Stadium, 2,617 regular season and 25 postseason games have been played here. More than 500 players have worn Phillies pinstripe uniforms during more than 24,000 innings. The biggest number of all, it's you fans. More than 68 million of you fans have been here to see the Phillies play. And I'm telling you, he gets a little choked up. I watched it. Yeah. He gets a little choked up there. Yeah, at the he end. does. Ha- it, Harry was the best. Gosh, he was so good. He was so good. They did that so well. I watched the whole thing, which mm-hmm. was like an hour long, right? Yep. And they had Mike Schmidt circle the bases one last time, and Tomei's on the team, and he and Tomei embrace at home plate. And um, it's when Tug was really yes. ailing, and they said the last pitch at Veterans Stadium has to be by... And a limousine drives across the field, and out comes Tug McGraw. Wow! Yeah, and he throws a pit. And they just—they hit everything right. They had here's you know every for every year that they were there. I think it was 1971. Mm-hmm. They had a flag, and behind the flag came several guys from that team, and you, you know great players and obscure players. And sure, the Phillies, and I think they still are, have always been so great at that kind of thing. They always nail. The historical stuff, the nostalgic stuff. They they really do a great job with that. And, you know, they had been in that stadium 32 years. Uh, they had the best years of the franchise in that stadium when you're talking about, you know, basically 76 to 83 mm-hmm. up till that time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I believe me, I, I can remember the first time I went to the vet as a Phillies fan as a kid. I went for my eighth birthday 
and I think I've told this story before, um, got upset at the game because uh, I wanted a kiss from the Philly Fanatic, and the Philly Fanatic <laughs> missed me the first time around, and I got upset, and then the Fanatic came back and hit me with his tongue, and everything was good. Oh, so you're okay. Cool. Yeah, I I, I've say, gotten over it now. I know people. It, I could still arrange that. It, it, it took years of therapy, but okay. I got through it, yes. Uh, a couple other things about it. One... In contrast to the Phillies, do you remember how poorly the Eagles handled that? Uh, yes, and there are reasons for that, I think. Okay, um, let me just say what they did, and then you can explain sure. the psychology of it. They did nothing. Yeah. They had, they basically, and I think it was halftime of a game, ran a play where Jaworski handed off to Wilbert and he ran down the field. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yes. Why did they do it so poorly and the Phillies did it so well? I think it comes down to this very simple fact. The people who owned the Phillies were still tied to and had affection for Veterans Stadium. Jeffrey Lurie, from the time he bought the team in 1994, wanted to get out of Veterans Stadium. Mm. You know? Yeah, I, mean, well, I didn't buy- blame him. Yeah. yeah, he buys the team in 94. They have a new stadium within 10 years. Yeah. and It was an early goal and they did it. Yeah, and he didn't like the place. He thought it hampered them in terms of signing free agents and being the kind of franchise that he wanted them okay. to be. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying that they should have handled the closing of it the way that they did. You've got to understand your audience, understand the market and the city and the fan base and all of those things. I just think that that's what this comes down to is he he and the team wanted to be somewhere else. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think you're right on your other point, which is despite that, they should have recognized the moment. Okay, here's the other thing. And, and I don't mean to bring everybody down. When I watch that, and I, again, I watch the whole thing, it just struck me how, many so, how so many of those people have passed. Yeah, yeah. Harry... Of course, and Dallas Green, and Tug McGraw, and Paul Owens, and Jim Bunning, and Andy Musser, who's yeah. doing the broadcast, and Jay Johnstone, and John Vukovic, mm-hmm. and Mike Wright. It's, I'm watching this thing. It's like, God, all these people, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. It's very bittersweet. It, it is. I mean, 19 years is a, is a pretty long time. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, guess. I, I, think, I think there is an element within the fan base and the marketplace that still a little bit kind of feels like, and this is crazy to say, but that Citizens Bank Park and the link are still new in some respects. Yeah, they feel it. They still feel it to me. Yeah, because people who grow up here tend to stay here. And so they're going to have memories of Veterans Stadium or Connie Mack Stadium or the Eagles playing at Franklin Field because they never left the Philadelphia area. Yeah. Anyway, that is our Scheib Sports, uh, Scheib Vintage Sports Moment of the week. Best caller gets a uh, $50 gift card to Shibe Sports. It might be Aaron in Norristown. Who knows? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hey, uh, real quick before, uh, you know, I think the last memory I have of the Eagles was the loss against Tampa Bay, which oh. was worse than anything else they could have done, by the way. Oh. But, uh, I, I was there, Aaron. I remember that I, game. That was I, I, well, so, I was so sure they were going to win. I, yeah, he, that should have been the last memory for the Eagles, unfortunately. didn't. Would I, have, I will, that would have been the best memory. I, I will now. never forget the looks on fans' faces as I – because I was – you know, oh, it was the, it was a Walking Dead to the yeah, parking lot for yep, that game. It yeah, was, nobody just, said a word. Nobody said a word. Vacant eyes. Oh my gosh. Yep. So hey, and real quick before I get to my Eagles point, uh, Glenn, that uh, welcome to Wrexham. Just watch the first episode. Rob McElhenney, who's from Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. his 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 inspiration to buy that soccer team was because of his love for the Eagles. Exactly. And the first the first episode is all about like his love for the Eagles. Films of him at the Eagles games. Yep. He even turned their road jerseys into green color. Yep. That, for that, for that, anyway, so it's a really I, good, no, it's uh, really the first I, I, so the first episode is what I watched, and it hooked me because of that. 
And he yeah. goes back to the l- tiny little home mm-hmm. that he grew up in South Philly and gives you yeah. his roots as a fan. Yeah, With it's great. Kid and all that was great. Loved yeah. it. Yep. Loved it. So I um, really want to – it's a good – it gets better, by the way. So, um, the, what I want to talk about is I think organically the Eagles fans travel better than any other team in the country. Like you'll see fans from other teams at games, but they're most likely are more so fans that live in the city. I've never seen what you're going to see tomorrow – like 20,000 people in a stadium that's physically come from either buses or drive or take the train, and they're in another team's stadium like you're going to see tomorrow. You've seen numerous right. times. And this phenomenon has been growing year after year, and it's just going to be amazing to see the reaction on Carson Wentz, who doesn't seem to handle you know things like that pretty well, when before the game there's 20 to, 20 to 30,000 Eagles fans in there doing the old skull-using Hertz chant and booing him before he even takes a snap in the game. I think it's going to be tremendous. I've seen projections, Aaron, and thank you so much for the call, uh, that from ticket analysis and, you know, vendors and things like that that suggest half the crowd tomorrow is going to be Eagles fans, at least. Yeah, Um, could be. Which is incredible. I mean, it is incredible and it's not incredible. Look, the, the Washington commanders, I hate their nickname, gosh, um, have just been so bad for so long. You know long. what the thing is? It, so they they changed their name, and I get it. I agree yeah. they had to change their name. They came up with, like, the worst choice you could have come up with. Yeah. It's it's just... There they, are a lot of other things. They, they can't do so anything right. If you think of the the Washington football team over the decades, mm-hmm. what is the, the the thing, the instance, the, the, the part of that team you remember the most, if you're a fan? The offensive line, the Hogs. The Hogs! Yeah, they should have been the Hogs. Or something where they built right. that in. Yep. Right? Yeah. And they just ignore that and go for something which is so generic. I would say the same thing for the Cleveland Indians become the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians. Maybe that means something out there. I know it's related to a bridge and stuff, but it doesn't convey anything. No. They, they, both of those teams sound like franchises in bad sports movies. That's what you <laughs> name the franchise. Like, you know, in, an Oli- yeah, in another does. Oliver Stone movie about yes. football, that's what you'd name. You know, we're playing the Cleveland Guardians yeah, next week. Exactly. You better be ready. Exactly. Uh, anyway, yes. So, and, and I want to I wanna go further on this, but just to focus on, on what's happening in Washington, Daniel Snyder chased away a great fan base. Yep. You know, I went to games there when I, back when I was covering the Eagle stuff back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Is old RFK Stadium, and it was rocking. I mean, it was literally rocking. You'd be in there, and, and you'd think, like, it's an earthquake. And the fan base was amazing. Yeah. And they sang the song, and they did the whole thing, and they were kind of similar to Eagles fan base in their passion. He destroyed that fan base, put a stadium in a bad place, bad stadium, bad team, and I have, you know, if you're down, like, why would you go? No. And I, so it's, hey, two-hour drive, Eagle fan's going to go nuts. Yeah, and even worse with respect to Snyder is that it's the nation's capital. Capital. Mm-hmm. Like, think about all the power people in the country yeah. who would be interested and were interested in the, the team in the 80s and the 90s when it was great. Yep. The fact that they are as irrelevant as they are and when they're relevant, it's for all the wrong reasons. It's just a total blight on the national football. I think Aaron's point, I hadn't really thought about it much, but I keep hearing all week, like, oh, there's 400 people going down on this trip, and there's 1,000 people going there. I think Eagle fans will dominate that thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You will see green throughout. I don't. Who's the broadcaster on the game? Do we know who's doing it? I mean, it's a Fox game. Do we know who's calling it? I don't right, know. Moshe, if you have a minute, see if you can figure out, find out who's calling it. They will be like, oh, my God, look at all these. They'll be surprised, but they're right. Yeah. You know the game I'll always remember that way? 
It I, was. I'm, I'm going to see if you say the one I'm thinking of. It was a game in Miami yep, exactly. against the Dolphins. Yes, 2003. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. I traveled Deuce. to that game. Yep, exactly. It was a December game in Miami. The weather was lousy in Philadelphia. The Eagles were on a long wing streak, and it was the perfect sort of perfect storm, really, to have hundreds of fans fly down to Fort Lauderdale and go to that game. And I think Brian Westbrook threw a touchdown pass to Freddie Mitchell that night. I wow. think, or one, maybe it was the other way around. But it was a uh, it was a sight to see. Yeah, uh, that's the one I remember, and 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 tomorrow's going to be more so. Moshe was calling the game. Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth, and Christina Pink. That is not Fox's A team. No, it's it Fox is. doesn't have an A team. That's not no. Stop. That's not true. Kevin Burkhart is terrific, and I'm not just saying that because I've known him a long time, and he's a friend. He is absolutely great. He and Greg Olson are going to do a terrific job calling yeah, the Super okay. Bowl, call in the Super Bowl oh, this year. They got year. the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I will uh, not have any Kevin Burkhart blasphemy on this uh, show. Okay. All right, boys. <laughs> step back. Step back. Don't want to get sidetracked. Those guys tomorrow, Schlereth won't. Schlereth will still be caught up in his Redskins nonsense. But Adam Amin, he's gonna, he, they're going to talk about it. Yeah. And we're going to love it. It's yep. going to be great. Uh, Todd in Mount Laurel is with us. Todd, what's in your mind today? Hey, Glenn, I got a lot, but, man, you messed me up with that uh, Harry Callis thing. Man. You brought back right. some great memories, great memories with my dad, man. My, my, one of my vivid memories is when I became an Eagles fan. My dad, I was a, believe it or not, I was a Cowboys fan when I was young. Ooh. My dad got some tickets to the 1980 champion, NFC Championship game. And I'll never forget that. And I became immediately became an Eagles fan ever since then. So, yeah, fond memories of the vet, man. Yeah, yeah. It's see, I did not grow up here, so the first time I went to the vet, I was twenty nine years old, and I thought, this is where they play in yeah. Philadelphia. This is like this city. I had been going to Tiger Stadium. Mm-hmm. I moved here from Detroit, and Tiger Stadium was a great baseball stadium. Yes, it was. Pontiac Silverdome was a horrible football place, but. <laughs> When I came here and I'm watching the Phillies at the Fed, I felt like, this isn't great. But, uh, Todd, you grew up in it. Mike, you grew up mm-hmm. in it. It's your memories. It's your family. I get it. It's Harry the K. Yeah. Todd, I get it. Well, I mean, it was just, it was it, it, it was the memories that were made there. And that's that's really, I mean, yeah, the building sucked. But, <laughs> yeah, it, I, exactly. I, I actually played college games there, and it, I, I know how bad it sucked. But, Ooh. um the memories that were made there and that that you know when you were at Harry Callis man it just brought back that yeah. memory of my dad mm-hmm. you know he he worked at Temple and you know he didn't we didn't have a whole lot of money and he got enough money because I I, I liked the Cowboys at the time but it was you know the what? NFC Championship I got Oh you were th- that was the game? It was the NFC yes. Championship game? Yes. yes. First of all your dad's the greatest. Yeah. Because he took you to that game and he set you on the right path. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. I is your exactly. dad still with us? Is your nah, dad? No, man. He passed. He passed away in 2010. And uh, what's your but, dad? You know, what was your was dad's a, name? Leroy Lane. I Leroy salute Lane. today, yeah, Leroy Lane. Absolutely, <laughs> toast that man today. Hey, last thing, last thing. I know you guys were talking about movies earlier, but did you guys? Did you? Uh, you might have talked about this. Did you talk about the uh, on Amazon Prime? Term- the Terminal List with Chris Pratt. I watched the first couple episodes of it, Todd, and I liked it, and then I got away from it. And I, I think I'm going to go back to it at some point. Yeah. I just haven't had a chance Dude, you yet. Gotta, you got to go back. That That's an 
Chris Pratt's a great actor, but that whole storyline is 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 unbelievable. But yeah, go back and check that out. That was that was that, it's an awesome show. It said uh, I, I know I like that. it said all kinds, call. It set all thanks, kinds man. of records for like people watching it yeah. and things like that. Yeah, like, tons of it. people watched it. Here's the thing. I um Alan Sepinall is a, a TV critic. Mm-hmm. And I think for Rolling Stone, yes. but I follow him on Twitter. So I, mean, I I read his stuff all the time. And he wrote a month or two ago, he said, in 2021, there were, f- um, uh, the number ain't right, but it's close, 568 scripted shows on major television networks and streaming services. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm a TV critic. I watch about 10% of it. Yeah. So you and I do this, and I try to watch as I much know. as I can. And, you know, I'm watching the Phillies and the Eagles and everything else, but I really try to do it. First of all, I really like TV. Second of all, I feel an obligation because we do what we're watching. And because of that, people recommend stuff all the time. Yes. There's no way I'll get to it all. No, you're right. And some of the feedback that I've gotten since starting on the show with you has been, hey, you guys <laughs> talk about shows on streaming services, and I don't have any streaming services. Yeah, can you I can you recommend that. something on ABC or and, CBS and or something I, like that? I, Abbott Elementary. Yeah. That, that was the network show that I liked this year. Mm-hmm. Watch Abbott Elementary. But I get that. Uh, Nick and Conchi. Hello, Nick. Hey, guys. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. Awesome. Hey, well, listen, just, just wanted to uh, kind of talk a bit about Torts and, and the start of camp. Um, you know, in, in my opinion, he's like the biggest tryhard in the NHL. Um, I, I don't know if you guys saw the, the kind of photo flying around Twitter of him standing over one of the flyers after like a bag skate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think they're just so far away from where the NHL is. And, you know, it's it's the head coach and how they're training, but it's also Chuck Fletcher and, and the talent that's on the roster, the lack of talent. And unfortunately, I, I really think it's a season to forget before we even start, you know? Um, so it, it's not, not looking good. Well, Mike, um, had, Hold on. Mike's got a goal for it. Yeah. I mean, my, <laughs> my feeling is, Nick, that the Flyers for a long time have needed to start trusting the process. Um, oh, you know, oh, uh, Glenn, Glenn's oh, ready to wrench oh, <laughs> next it. to me in the, uh, in the studio, but it's true, oh. um, especially with the way the NHL has changed over time, the way the sport has opened up and goal scoring sure. has become back, has come back. They need top-end talent, and they don't have any. And right. so if you can get Connor Bedard, that would benefit you in a big way. You want to tank yeah. too? You want, m- m- I, well, hey, listen. I, you know what? I, I've got to bring up. You know, we're wasting Carter Hart. Uh, like, you got to start to think. Like, would you move Carter Hart to you know get some picks, get some you know any kind of you know uh, secondary Hart? talent? Twenty three. Yeah, I would not move Carter I'm Hart. Carter moving. Hart's going to be if um, unless he is so scarred by playing behind this team for the next year or two, um, he's going to be a terrific goalie or should be for the next ten years. So you know, you try to build. A team around him as quickly as you can, but you got to start. They should have started already. And you know, uh, Nick is right. It's going to be a long, rough season, and the only ray of sunshine possible is if you end up with the first pick in the draft. I can't believe that you are advocating losing on purpose, Glenn. That we went through that whole process thing, which was what four, five, six, whatever years, to watch a team that loses in the second round of the playoffs, year in and year out, and you want to. Go and just lose on. I, I I can't believe that you're there, Glenn. Of the last 17 years in Flyers history, they have finished first or second three times. 
Yeah, they, they've so got. How, how do you get great players? You I don't know. Them. How do good you teams get them. better? They are bad first. So you put, but you're putting all your eggs in the one basket. Well, you're no, gonna you're going to do gonna, this, and you're going to, you know, win the lottery, and Connor Bedard's going to come and. Save what I'm you. saying, no, they need to be really bad for a while. Oh God, they do. No, I'm no, sorry, but I, they do. Okay. The okay. Colorado Avalanche were awful for eight years. The Pittsburgh Penguins got top three draft picks three straight years and ended up drafting Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Marc-Andre Fleury. And they are still making the playoffs based on those three drafts all these years later. You have to do it. I'm sorry, but but the entire incentive structure of the league is set up that way. I will stand for morality. <laughs> That's it. That's my argument. My you know, argument is I'm going to stand for honesty we, we, and morality. We should, we should frame this come the first week of November as like a, a debate, a campaign debate. <laughs> we can we can do that. I'm just I'm so disappointed that you, like a, a citizen of this world, a, a father of two, somebody lacks the just the the morality that you're gonna you know you're gonna lose on purpose. You you can. It's all right. I'm not gonna change it. That's okay. You can have morality if you want to. I mean, the system is set up you to incentivize win. teams to do Which this. Which is why I think they should do away with uh, that kind of draft. I'm with sport. you. I, I think they there. absolutely should. We'll do that someday. Okay. Two on five. Five nine two ninety four ninety four. Mike Sealski, Glenn Mack, now on ninety four WIP. But before we go, let me tell you that this hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.